Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. It's Sean Persevan. He is a longtime regular on the Price of Business. He's a labor attorney uh, extraordinaire, but we talk a lot about uh, what's going on with the law. We talk a lot about what's going on in politics uh, because those frames – be honest, all of that covers uh, our business lives, and so I love chatting with him. Um, his firm is parsfirm.com, and so I'm always glad to have you on. Real quickly, tell us about your firm before we get into our topic. Sure, yeah, I, I do uh, employment law and uh, commercial litigation uh, with regard to employment law, mainly for employees, but I also represent a lot of employers, and my background uh, is in HR, so, so try to Try to keep it well-rounded. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, those are great tools, and that HR background uh, is, is great for what you're doing. Let's talk about what's, uh, you know, the elections. We, we, last time we talked, there was a lot of unanswered questions. Frankly, there's still some unanswered questions. You know, it, it, it seems pretty clear that, uh, you know, the next speaker will, will be uh, Speaker McCarthy. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're not sure about uh, – the chairman are going to be. In fact, there's even a debate in, in the House, in the Republican caucus, on how uh, chairmen should be chosen rather than by leadership within the, within the committees, which would be, man, you talk about pure pandemonium. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there's still a lot of unanswered questions, but there is now a lot of questions answered. Uh, we know what the Senate uh, is going to look like uh, with, uh, with the new election in uh, Georgia, they know that the Democrats won that seat, uh, but we know the House, and, and let's talk a little bit about the House. And, and I find it interesting that Kevin McCarthy has still not been elected Speaker of the House. Yeah, no, the the House is very, very, very interesting, and and you know, I think I think what's most interesting is that this this year was just a a very very weird year. You know, everybody everybody thought it'd be it'd be a red wave. And, and, you know, and really what ended up happening and, and what won Republicans of the House, uh, in all honesty, was a, a red wave in, in, in two blue states, in New York and California. The Democrats just couldn't, couldn't win the close elections that, uh, that, that would have put them over the top and, and had them hold the House. And, in fact, you know, the Republicans, their House majority is padded by, I believe, like, five to seven representatives who won in Biden plus 10 districts, districts that voted for Biden by, by 10 or more points. So, um, so, you know, it, it, it creates a, it creates kind of an, an interesting uh, uh, dynamic to, to, to say the least. And, and because Kevin McCarthy's uh, majority is, is so small uh, you know, I, I feel like everyone and their mama can can ask for concessions from him, you know, in return for their vote if they if they want to pretend. Uh, and, and, and already uh, five individuals have said that, you know, they're not going to they're not going to vote for him from from the Freedom Caucus. So so he's already uh, uh, at, at 217 votes, if we're to believe those uh, those five individuals. Um, he, if they vote against him or, or if they just vote present, right, he still, he still would have, uh, would have enough with all the Democrats 
voting voting uh, uh, for uh, Hakeem Jeffries, I assume. Um, so so it still would be two seventeen to two thirteen if they uh, if they abstain. But but yeah, I mean every 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 seat matters, um, and uh, and and there's definitely with these narrow margins in both houses, there's definitely some room for some uh, you know some bipartisan uh, compromises. Um, I, I think most interestingly, and, and it is kind of a tangential employment situation, is that uh, Cinema and Tillis uh, think that they have a deal on Dreamers. Uh, I don't know if it's actually going to materialize, but uh, you know, but but that they're trying to pass during this lame duck session. Um, but um, but but that that's kind of an interesting development too. Yeah, I don't see Cinema signing on that. I mean, she's got a pretty fragile, a pretty fragile hold. Um, you, you, you know what I'm talking about, but you never know. You know, this is I can't predict anything anymore. There's a time where uh, I used to think it was hard to predict. Now I think it's just utterly impossible. Um, you know, and there's so much autonomy with individual members. Uh, there's there's not the group consensus, and we need to move in this direction and kumbaya that we saw before. You know, and and um, you know, and I'll give this to the Democrats. I don't like either party, so whatever I get, say anything nice about either one of them, it's unusual credit. But uh, you know, I'll give this to the Democrats. You know, in spite of how different the progressive wing of the Democratic Party was. Uh, they generally realized they couldn't get things done if they acted like a third party, which, you know, ideologically they almost are. Uh, they're so, so different from the, the uh, Democratic caucus uh, as a rule. Um, but they figured out how to get things done. They understand that that's part of the mandate of getting elected, and you're not getting that from the House. I mean, from the Republicans. Yeah, yeah. So far, you know, so far the Republicans haven't, and I, and I, and 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 I think I think to some extent that's uh, that's the that's the weakness, and especially with some of these more uh, moderate members who you know are in Biden plus ten districts. I mean, if if those if those people could could ally, uh, you know, with the with the Democrats and 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 pick uh, you know pick a speaker or defect, you know, uh, at some point uh, out of frustration with uh, you know with how how the house is being run. It's a, it's a, it's a, Kevin McCarthy is going to have to walk a tightrope, you know, to say the least, you know, to, to try to, to try to appease people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, and at the same time, uh, you know, uh, uh, deal with members like Don Bacon, who, you know, is the member from Omaha or, or, um, or, you know, these, these five, you know, these five to seven other uh, individuals who, uh, probably have no hope of getting reelected unless, you know, the House follows a relatively moderate path, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure if they think that sophisticatedly, to be honest with you. You know, all of them have to go through a primary process, you know, and they, they made it through that. I mean, you talk about a delicate uh, tightrope. Those new members that you uh, talked about, on uh, you know, in states where they never normally would have gotten elected, yeah, they they you know they got uh, they got their work cut out for them. No one, I mean, I worked for members of Congress. I worked as a staffer. No one gets elected thinking they're only going to serve one term. 
<laughs> no one, right, no right. one does that. You know, they're just, you know, even if they ran on, we, you know, term limits, uh, they forget about them, them the minute election night's over and they've won. And so, uh, you know, I don't think those, those more moderate Republicans have any viable choice other than Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, – uh, and I agree with you. I think initially that, that's true. And initially, that that's correct, but 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 they they've got to be concerned at some point, you know, if if things if things really go off the rails. And I don't know. I mean, I I, I think for the for the anti-Trump wing of the Republican Party, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of good news uh, for them in the sense that you know there there have been some losses that have basically uh, there's no other way to say it are 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 completely trump's fault her i mean herschel walker oh yeah if, if you would if you if you would have put kemp uh up there or or just a standard republican uh i mean it, it it's obvious that warnock would have gotten would have gotten beat even with incumbency uh in this environment yeah. and 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 it's beneficial to the democrats that you know that that state in general is is becoming more urban and more liberal I, you know, in six years when he runs again in 2028, I mean, he'll have the benefit that it will be a presidential year, right? Not a midterm year. So that'll be, that'll be, uh, that'll be beneficial. But the demographics, theoretically, the way Georgia has been shifting should shift by three or four points. It'll be a toss up election, but, but it, it, it'll be probably a toss up that leans a little bit more blue, uh, than, than a standard environment here. But Warnock won. Only because I mean he was up against a horrible candidate. <laughs> you know? Horrible candidate. Yeah, I think I think that that election was a referendum on normalcy, is what I think that right. ended up being. And I think those states where where Republicans should have won, the Democrats exaggerated at least five seats. I hear that all the time. Maybe you know, uh, I think maybe at least three, which would have been more than enough to change the Senate's majority. Um, but, uh, or four rather, but, but, you know, there's, there's no question about it. You get down to it. Warnock was not a great candidate. Uh, Warnock, uh, is one that does not ideologically resonate with the majority of Georgians in spite of the fact, I agree with you, there's a demographic shift going on and a philosophical shift going on. Uh, but really the bottom line is, is who do we want to see on the evening news? Who do we want to see speaking on behalf of our state? And I don't know anyone who would want to see Herschel Walker speaking on the behalf of their state. I just don't see that. And that was the case with a lot of these candidates all over the country that Trump anointed. You know, and to me, I find it really disgusting, uh, personally, um, when I look at, you know, the situation that the Republican Party is clearly beginning a pretty rapid uh, distancing of themselves of Trump. Uh, but it took only took electoral failure for that to happen. Tax scandals, uh, government, uh, you know, subsidizing his hotel, hotels for the Secret Service agents, uh, really kind of a, you know, instead of distancing himself, he required them to use his hotels whenever they traveled. Um, list after list of, of, what do you call them, other than scandals. That didn't impact Republicans at all. Oh, wait a minute, we're now losing? Oh, this is bad. This is really bad. I mean, for me, I find it, even talking about it, the psalm makes me nauseating. 
you know, I, I, I always, I, uh, and I'm really shocked that the Democrats didn't make a better, uh, you know, a, a better play on that. The, the self-dealing involved, involved in Trump's presidency and the amount of money that he made off of the, the Secret Service, you know, uh, during that time period. I mean, I, I felt like that that was just flat out, you know, flat out corruption. And, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't as president order yourself to get paid. And, and I mean, that's what he was doing day in and day out <laughs> whenever yeah. he was going going to his own properties, you know, and 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 and, and unapologetically like, that I know of. They didn't even, you know, try to be like, oh, well, we're not going to profit. We're going to we're going to do this at cost or something to that effect. Right. It was like we are profiting off the federal government. And then uh, in addition, that that Trump hotel made so much money off of international diplomats and stuff who who wanted to to rent it and its ballrooms and all of that stuff. Right. And yes. And 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 I just. I don't know. I I, I never I never got why the the Democrats' messaging wise didn't didn't try to use that. This this person is literally putting government money into his own pocket unapologetically. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, to me, that's just that's just crossing a line. You can't you can't use your position to make money, and and that's what he was doing. You know. Yeah, no question about it. It was very much, yeah, I, I, I yeah. It, to me, it's a no-brainer, um, and I agree with you. They should have beat that, that drum louder. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know. A lot of the reasons why really important stories don't get conveyed is that they think they, whoever the critic would be, in this case, the Democrats of Trump, don't. The voters are going to get it. You know what I'm saying? But these, to me, were pretty obvious. <laughs> You know, these yeah. people are like, yeah, you know, he should not be staying at any hotel that he owns. You know, and, and they made such a huge, huge deal, the Trump administration did, when they uh, announced he wasn't going to take a salary. He didn't take his 300-and-something thousand dollars a year uh, the entire time he was in the White House. Not, not one year, no, and they, they made a big deal out of that. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> He probably did that in six months in in business profits. You know, oh, oh, uh, that became God. a license. That became a, a license for oh yeah, probably two months. That became a license for all kinds of corruption. Oh yeah, no, no, and 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 the, yeah, and that was that was kind of another issue. You know, back back in the day, for a long long time ago, like you know, Jimmy Carter was like, should I own my peanut farm or not? Being president, and I think there was like an opinion written that, uh, you know, you should probably divest out of your peanut farm so that nobody can accuse you of any impropriety. And this guy literally was paying himself. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. So. I, I, unfortunately, we got about a minute before my next segment, but I, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, Jimmy Carter certainly had a, uh, a tough administration. I'm no fan. I would have done things differently. Uh, easy for me to say that as an, as an armchair quarterback. But, you know, that guy actually uh, had a blind trust the entire time he was president of the United States. To my knowledge, president, he did that. And, uh, frankly, that should be standard operating procedure for elected officials. Hassan, I'm always glad to have you on the, floor, on the show. Parsfirm.com is his website. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.